You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum khawateen azrat. Welcome Sameen. You're listening to Radio Ramadan 365 on 1530 AM. And this is the Pakistan Property Show. I'm your host Dr. Nadeem Bhatti and this is a show that's really going to explore some of the um issues around buying and selling properties in Pakistan and we actually were going to call it Pakistan property headaches because whenever you deal with uh, it seems whenever you deal with property in Pakistan you get a real big headache so really we this is a very new territory for us we really don't know all the legal ins and outs so we're hoping that you'll join us on this journey and come along with us and we'll hopefully figure out what's going to happen as we go along um it's uh yeah it's uh it's uh it's a real mystery for a lot of people and like i said this is the first of this kind of program that we're actually having here on radio ramadan um we hope that we are going to basically shed some light on an area that looks like a complete jungle um and seems to be a real problem for people here not just in terms of the legal issues but um really some of the emotional issues as well if you've got any issues with properties buying and selling in pakistan please phone us because i think the actual issues that people have are what going to drive this program forward and hopefully together we're going to get some answers now we've got a few guests that we've got lined up for you we have a uh, mr ali hussein burti who is a legal expert in uh, sitting in islamabad at the moment we also have with us in the studio uh mr niaz hak assalamu alaikum alaikum assalam how are you i'm good thanks you might want to just put that mic in front here and um he is a financial expert who is um uh, deals with all sorts of international finance and he can tell us about some of the issues and we also have mr zubair ahmed who is sitting in manchester who's had a lot of issues dealing with property himself together we're this is the first of a of a series of programs and um hopefully although we might not have answers for you right now eventually we'll we'll figure out what seems to be a, a real puzzle and a real sort of headache for people well let's see if we can get our first guest on hello assalamualaikum Uh, Wa alaikum assalam. Assalamualaikum. This is uh, this is Zubair uh, Ahmed from Manchester. Is that right? Anji, awaz aandi hai. And actually, uh, it's a good point that you said that because just to let you know, this isn't just a program for the first generation who speak Punjabi and Urdu. <coughs> this is also for the second generation who maybe who the, the Punjabi and Urdu might not be that good. And it's actually yeah. to try and help them figure out how to deal with some of these issues that come up. So, like I said, we don't have all the answers we hope together we'll find um uh, our way and 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 carve a road through this jungle absolutely okay Let, let's see if we can navigate these difficult paths together nadeem <laughs> inshallah 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 so um I'll, I'll maybe start with yourself Zinzbeer. Um okay. you you've had some issues with with properties in Pakistan is yeah. that right? Yeah I have and um you know I think what i've been through you know talking to other people my generation so second generation is uh, it's pretty typical of what people go through and I, th- I i you know i think when you talk about buying or selling it's mostly selling and it's mostly selling of ancestral lands ancestral holdings and houses in pakistan and some of the difficulties that brings so i've had to go through sort of two 
different sales. Uh, one has been more benign, um, and I'll talk about that. Uh, and that's had its particular type of difficulty. And then another one has been more difficult, or it's still in process, is more difficult. It's, I don't even use the word sinister, it's causing big problems. But, um, you know, I've been going through this for years, and uh, I, I was, you know, when you asked me to maybe come on and talk about it, I thought, you know, I started reflecting on it, and I, I wrote some words down thinking about some of the kind of feelings and emotions and so on, you know, that, that this has caused. So, you know, some of the words I've got in front of me are distressing, mm, difficult, yep, painful, yep. you know, stressful, anxiety-laden, it's Mind emotional, it. yes, yes. you know, argu- arguments, aggression, lies and falsehoods, greed, avarice, moral dilemmas as well. My and goodness, and this is, is talking you know, about just buying and selling a property. This, I mean, this is just, this this is is just a property that, that we own. This is property yes. that we actually own and we try to sell. But, you know, uh, it's confusing, it's expensive. And that, that some of that might sound dramatic, but I assure you, you know, um, this can be a very, very painful process, especially when you have family involved. Absolutely. Um, it, it, it divides families. When things go wrong, it's an emotional journey, so I can understand the psychology aspect to it. Why don't you um, tell us a bit more about the first one? Okay, so so the first one is um, basically my, my dear mother who's now passed away. So she had a house or had in Pakistan, which we you know we, which was purchased with with our money. You know, our money. We, we built the house probably about twenty twenty five years ago. And the idea being, I think a lot of families will, will kind of have thought this: well, we'll build something in Pakistan in case our kids have to go back, etc., etc. Um, so this was a nice, beautiful house, you know, mm. well built. You know, at the time, the, the lower story was loaned out to a bank, and you know, our relatives were staying in the upper story. Um, so, so for years and years, you know, our relatives, my mom's direct sisters and brothers, have been staying in this house, virtually rent free. You know, a really um, nice property. Um, and the idea was that, you know, my, my mom was very, very generous. She didn't want to charge me rent. Um, and, and to be honest, you know, the siblings, you know, um, we always thought, well, actually, we're probably not going to need this money. So, you know, the, our long-term view at the time was, well, let, let's not worry too much about it. But circumstances change in life. My, my mother mm-hmm. went through very severe dementia. Um, and, you know, I cared for her for many years. And I had to get, you know, some really good carers. And, and that was very expensive. Mm-hmm. And we were faced with a situation where we were going to need funds to pay, you know, you know, the obvious one was, well, she has a house in Pakistan, you know, that was supposed to come to the kids, but, you know, we want to you want to sell that and use that for mom's care because that's, you know, that's the primary, primary uh, use support for that. But when it came to selling it, um, uh, and, you know, like I say, I think a lot of people have this situation when, when relatives are sitting in, in, in property, it's almost like they have a, you know, a sense of entitlement, you know, if they're sitting in it, it's almost like it's theirs. Um, and people over there have a kind of um, sense that the streets in the UK are paved in gold, and you know why would you need it, and so on. Um, so, so when it came to actually selling it, asking them to move out, you know, started gently, move out, going to sell it, and so on. That process took years. It really did. You know, they were promises of we'll buy it from you, and then you know, we'll be able to fans and blah blah. And, and it was very difficult. Um, so eventually we managed to, you know, with a few, we had to resort to some threats, unfortunately, um, but, you know, we managed to get these relatives moved out. We're very lucky that our primary contact over there is a person who can be trusted. Um, so we, we did manage to sell that house, but what I want you to know, you know, one of the one of the issues, and maybe you can talk about this in the studio, is um, apparently uh, when, when a, a sale is made to Pakistan, then the buyer usually pays in, in small sums or chunks. Of, of money, so it's not all paid in one month, some of it is here. 
Uh, so the pay deposit, and that kind of secures the property, but they don't actually receive the property or lose it until they, they finalise that sum. Now, in our case, they ended up with the first deposit was probably made about three years ago, but they haven't, you know, they've only given us about a third of the funds so far. Um, and one of the issues we've had also, maybe you might want to talk about, is how do you bring that money in into the UK as well? Um, um, okay. Uh, th- th- so that- these are the kind of things we've got written down, and also you know exchange rates and so on. So that, that that's the kind of the benign one, you know, if you maybe want to start with, with that and some issues that we Okay. Just write a couple notes. I mean, basically, um, yes, uh, an exchange can be where they make a deposit. Um, it all depends on the contract that's done. Um, I've heard of cases where uh, it's generally um, on exchange, uh, it, you know, with with the seller um, and the buyer that uh, a final payment is, you know, a full final payment is, is made and uh, then the contracts are signed in person uh, or with power of attorney if there's more than one owner of the property. I think the most uh, difficult problem is, as you know, um, when you're based here um, in the UK, probably the added complexity is you need it in sterling. So yeah. when there's volatility in Pakistan, um, that's going to affect the rate. So you have to pick a, t- a date of when you sign out the contract and decide between seller and buyer of what exchange rate you're going to use. So that 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 hopefully answers that in terms of the exchange rate, which is the most simplest. Um, you, you I, know. Think, I think probably what I was getting getting at mm. with the exchange rate was, um, you know, this this particular period of time with you know, the situation of Pakistan, plus also the situation of Brexit here. So so that you know, if we sold that that, that property and received the funds when we first started the process three or four or five years ago, mm-hmm. we would literally have received double. It would have been double, double the value that it is now. Absolutely, so, you can't so predict. Timing is crucial. Y- yes, timing is, but we can't, on hindsight, predict Brexit. So, what I yeah, would, true. you know, uh, all these things happen, and you know, war can happen. Anything can happen. There could be turmoil within uh, Pakistan itself. Um, luckily, it's more stable now, and let that continue. Um, certainly, it's it's a, a depreciation of sterling, and that's where your asset in another country has gone down, and the. There's nothing, unfortunately, that can be done to gain that back. Um, there's a risk of time if you wait two, three, four, or four years. Um, so, it's I, think, I think I think what my experience would sort of say to anyone who's thinking about this is, um, you know, to try and mitigate that risk is is uh, so. Well, the issue we've had is the length of time it's taken to mm-hmm. to secure the funds. So yeah. maybe try, you know, be, be cognizant of that, be aware of that, uh, yeah. and and try and factor that into. Into how you're selling to you, make sure you receive the funds in a timely fashion, so you know what the value is going to be roughly at that time, rather than you know having these risks creep in because it takes years and years in transport. Zabar, Zabar, thank you for that just now. I'm just going to, if you just stay on the line, what we're going to do is we're going to get our uh, legal expert, uh, Mr. Ali Hussain Bhatti on, who's actually sitting in Islamabad just now. So he's waiting on the phone. We're going to get him on. And remember, other listeners, please phone in with your phones, uh, with your calls on 0141-375-3434 with any of these Pakistan property headaches. Like I said, this is a journey we're all going to go on and hopefully by the end, we're going to we're going to get some light into this situation that actually seems pretty, pretty complex. 
So, so we'll just be having a little bit of a technical issue speaking to um, Bertisab from uh, Islamabad, who's our legal expert. So you were tell, saying about the issue you were having, and this was, I believe, selling an actual bit of uh, property, and it was your dad's inheritance. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So this this is my my dad's inheritance. And I think once again, you know, the kind of story is quite typical where this is ancestral land, and you know, someone's come across to the UK and they've maybe been here for years. But when they come to their their kind of golden years, they want to come to sell it. Um, they suddenly realise that you know, I mean, normally that land is in is in the uh, the care of relatives, uh, uh, and it, it can be very difficult to. Then I mean, that can that be very difficult, if, especially if it's been in the care of relatives and they've been looking Absolutely. after it for maybe sometimes decades. And, yeah, and, and they I think almost. Maybe, I think maybe we can ask a legal expert to talk about you know, uh, so power of <clears> attorneys <throat> and so on. I mean, the, the problem we have in the UK is if, you, if you're not there on the ground, then you have to have someone that you can trust, uh, and even if it's not that person you don't trust fully, you, you know, you're in their hands because. That's better than, than having no control over the land you know, over at all, especially if it's rented out, if there's maintenance involved and so on. There's, and for the process of selling it, you need someone on the ground who maybe holds a power of attorney and therefore they might have some, some say over what happens to it. So then you know, that opens up a whole bucket of the issues about, you know, uh, you tr- trust. Do you trust the person? And people's characters seem to change when it comes to handling large hands. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Money does nah, complicate money, things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Zubair, uh, basically, there is an overseas Pakistani commission, and in the past historic records, I've seen that uh, they have received a lot of complaints from the UK, um, and they've resolved more than half of them, um, you know, looking at statistics historically. Um, looking at the numbers, uh, the, it was a, I'm quoting from a, an article from the BBC, uh, Mr. Afzal Bhatti, the commissioner to the Overseas Pakistani Commission can be, you know, these type of people can be contacted. They had 2,350 cases, which, and out of those cases, they cleared 1,318. And often it's things like from police corruption, even, believe it or not, to issues with relatives who have built a wall on the land, who are illegally staying on the property. Um, and, you know, relatives are, are in fear of uh, taking over the property because of fights and, and you know, uh, harm that can come about. So the, those are the extreme fraudulent cases. But this the, is a, can I just maybe ask you to just to um, let, give us the name again and maybe, you yeah, know, the overseas, people we can contact on yeah, the website. So, so it's called the Overseas Pakistani Commission. If you just Google that mm-hmm. and the gentleman that is uh, quoted um, the commissioner I'll just get his name is Avzal um, Bati What is learned on this program <laughs> this morning um, so he is um, the commissioner of the overseas Pakistani commission Okay. and he was speaking at an, ev- at an event for the commission itself and as I said, they've handled a lot of queries into such corruption. So that's that's the first that's really thing. Good. Thank you. But but on top of this, look, um, there are laws in Pakistan. You can have access to lawyers, and hopefully, if we get uh, the gentleman from Pakistan over, you know, that'll be uh, a great uh, um, asset to us to explain um, how things can go about over there. Um, 
so I made a couple notes. You know, you you said uh, about um, you know doing this contract. There's different ways of, of course, doing it. I always I'm biased. I'm, I come from uh, the investment banking field, so I worked in Switzerland, and so I'm quite biased. I like um, everything to be regulated and working on contract basis. So I like things written down, things properly done, and using lawyers. There's no other way uh, to go about it. You can't be cheap about it. It would be unintelligible to do that. Um, and it's not worth saving the money, you know, the uh, couple percentage points. Now, something I would so, say... So, so that, that's ahead. interesting. You're talking about using lawyers. Can, can we maybe start with the, so, so, you know, the process of selling? So uh, what, what avenues are there to dispose of property or land? If you, if you can't go through your relatives, what channels are there? You know, so someone sitting in the UK, before we engage a lawyer, before we talk to the person that you're mentioning, how, what kind of channels would we find? Or, you know, is it, would we try and just do an agent, do an auction, word of mouth? How, so, so how, how, what kind of funnel sure. could we find? I think there's, there are a couple of options. So in the UK, there are some reputable, again, I don't have access to them, but I do know there are some reputable estate agents here in the UK. So they can market it for you to the UK market. That makes it easier because you need to have the cash, and this is the most important part, you need to have the cash here in the UK. Um, selling the property to someone in Pakistan, the issue that could arise over there, are basically uh, something as simple, simple as, um, you can't transfer large amounts of money from Pakistan. Um, and certainly that was the case, you know, many years ago uh, when I, as well, you know, our family were doing transactions. So it had to be done through a business entity. Um, so first and foremost, I would say that being an issue. Um, and so to me, it seems, you know, sensible to use a UK-based um, estate agent who has sold properties out there and who's marketing to the UK market, and that so resolves the issue. Um, so can I, can I just jump in and just please. ask, uh, this seems a timely, timely moment. Um, so when it comes to re receiving or transferring funds from Pakistan to UK for ancestral land, mm -hmm. what are the implications in terms of tax and so on? Um, you know, do the authorities here get a cut of that? Okay, I can't comment on anybody's individual tax situation or give advice on that, but what I can say is because of complex, everybody's individual situation is unique. Um, it's very important that it's declared if there's a profit made, and in this case it's an inheritance, so you are liable to inheritance on all global assets. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just pausing. It, it, um, I mean, I think, I don't know, uh, I'd imagine, I don't know what you think about this, Nadine, but it always seems a little bit unfair for the UK government to be taxing uh, an asset that has got nothing to do with the UK, that's coming from outside of the UK. You know, why, why would the UK government be... Um, um, I can answer that uh, because okay. it's to do with uh, residency. So all governments and governance uh, done in any country, they have their laws and regulations. Um, it could be more severe. Luckily, I don't think it is too much because there is a good tax uh, burden threshold. So if it's um, within, say, I, I can't remember what it is for this year, 400,000, let's say, um, anything 
everything within that remit is uh, tax-free. Above that, of course, it's taxable. Um, but uh, again, it's this is an, you know this is how. So, so this is a real Western issue now. Work. People were forgetting that before. They probably thought mm -hmm. that Pakistan was a separate entity to their financial dealings here, and they probably thought they could just hide money there. But now it's really becoming a thing where. Um, you know, you, you're liable for, for things that you have over there and you, there's real tax issues and implications, isn't there? Absolutely, and it's ethics. It, look, it's an Islamic dilemma as well. It's our human ethics as human beings, our ethics and responsibility to, uh, you know, we are second, third generation British, so we have to pay taxes uh, that are liable by the governance here. Um, in the same respect, in other countries, it's exactly and precisely the same, and in some, um, you know, examples, it can be a higher or worse tax taxation situation. Um, you can no longer, so from my perspective of having worked eleven years in Switzerland, you can no longer uh, get uh, away with not paying taxes. I was one of the few that was lucky that I didn't have to deal with people hiding their money, so there wasn't that ethical dilemma as a banker. Uh, whilst I was in Switzerland, but that has changed since 2012, 2013. You couldn't hide your money or your assets. And um, there were, of course, uh, you, you know, this, uh, this type of um, thing going on all the time. It probably still goes on through structures, but um, it's, it's again something that's frowned upon that um, I'm very um, against and that we should be, you know, because we're here to abide by uh, this uh, wonderful country's um, uh, you know laws and uh, you know and respect them because you know we're now a part of it as well. Definitely, the, the, there's definitely. I mean, the the. I mean, people have said, uh, you know, what is a program like this got to do with Ramadan? And uh, you know, this is a spiritual time, but we're finding that, uh, that there's a lot of issues that come up, and and one of them is, like you said, the the ethical issue, but also the incredible amount of anxiety that this seems to cause people and distress. And once we started talking to people, um, it did seem that you know everybody uh, found that this was a this was an issue that was you know really keeping them up at night and they wanted to talk and talk and talk for for ages let me um give out a web address the overseas pakistani commission website address that would be useful to anybody who has issues with property is opc dot punjab p u n j a b dot gov gov dot pk that's o p c dot punjab dot gov dot pk that's the punjab overseas pakistani commission and i think uh, that would be um constructive for people who've you know had a lot of emotional issues and and, and dilemmas with family or other people illegally trying to grab at their property um, it's they have as i said resolved well over 50 percent of cases on a year-to-year -year basis um this is the first of uh, a series of programs that we're going to make really trying to look at the whole area of buying and selling property in pakistan and it's not just for the first generation who can speak Urdu in pakistan uh, punjabi really well but it's also for the second generation who may not have those kind of language skills but also may not have had any dealings with uh, the legal system in Pakistan and have gone over there and sometimes they've maybe
maybe got thousands of pounds tied up there. Um, they have an inheritance that was left by their by their uh, their mum and their father and and perhaps other relatives, and they really just don't know where to start. So we're hoping that through this series of programmes, we'll perhaps develop some contacts and also you know get some information about how we can actually tackle this kind of really difficult area. And we've got some very interesting guests. We've got Mr. Uh, Niaz Huck, who's a financial analyst who's who's worked in Switzerland and in international areas, and he's in the studio just now. We've also got uh, Zubair Ahmed over in Manchester, who's had a you know who's had a quite a difficult time uh, dealing with. Um, his dad's property back in, uh, I think it's Bahawalpur. He's going to tell talk about some of his issues. And we hopefully have Mr. Ali Hussein Bharti, who's a lawyer who works in Islamabad um, and deals with all sorts of property issues. And um, let's take it from there. Niaz, you were going to say something? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to you know, just recap what we're talking to us about issues with relatives you know, sticking in properties, not leaving, building walls, creating such a nuisance. Oh so, my goodness, building walls. Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't want that. Yeah. That wouldn't happen here, but no. it does happen there. Yeah. So, what, so people will literally just build a wall and just say, this is my, you, you can't come in. Yeah, and put a donkey in it. I don't know what they do yep. these days. Okay. Um, so perhaps, um, you know, people re- need to realize there are, organizations like the one I mentioned, the Pakistani Punjab Commission, um, and we did give out that website. Do we, I wonder if, do we have a phone number for them or is there is a website? Uh, that's the Overseas mm. Pakistani Commission. Um, the commissioner there is Mr. Uh, Mr. Afsal Bhatti, um, who we will give you more details about that. Uh, they are available to answer all sorts of other issues. We tried to get the Pakistani consulate on this morning um, and see if they would send a representative over to come and talk about how they might be able to help. Unfortunately, they didn't feel that buying and selling property was really their um, was their kind of area and didn't yeah. want to come on. So they, they actually declined to come on. Yeah. I, so I, I was kind of surprised I mean, by that. I'll be honest with you, you know, it, it is a, you know, opening a can of worms. It really needs an expert-led uh, uh, you know, team of people, and uh, hopefully, if we get to Mr. Butty. Well, I think we've got Mr. Ali Hussein Butty, who's I think going to be on the line. Maybe we've got him on now. Hello, Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum, Ramadan Mubarak. Welcome to Radio Ramadan 365. <laughs> so, and uh, tell me just a little bit about what you do, if you don't mind. You are a legal attorney in Islamabad? Yes, I am a legal lawyer. district uh, 
جی جی میں اسلام آباد میں ٹھیک ہے تو جیسے میں نے کہا کہ یہ ایسا پروگرام ہے کہ یہ قسم کا یہ بالکل ایک نیا اسٹیپ نیا انیشیٹو ہے ہم دیکھ رہے ہیں کہ یہ پروگرام شاید آگے ایوالو ہو گیا کیونکہ یہ جو سامعین اور لسنرس کے جو مسئلے ہیں اس سے یہ آگے یہ ڈریون ہوگا تو آپ کو یہ آپ کبھی ڈیل کرتے ہیں یہ جو ہمارے جو یہاں پہ یو کے نیشنلز ہیں ان کے ساتھ آپ آپ کے کوئی کانٹیکٹ ہوتا ہے جی میرے کافی کے ساتھ ہے میرے کیس کی ہیں کافی اسلام آباد میں جو اسلام آباد میں آتے ہیں ویسے بیسیکلی تو پنجاب میں بلانگ ٹو پنجاب شیخوپورہ تو پریکٹس اسلام آباد تو یہ ہے کہ مسائل کا تو سارا پتا خود بھی میں ذمہ دار ہوں اور یہاں پر بھی جو مسائل دیکھے زمینوں کے وہ تو سارے مسائل کو میں کرتا ہوں یہ ریونیو کے کیسز پراپرٹی جو ہے لیگل جنگل تو یہ واقعی صحیح ہے یا وہاں پہ پروسیس ہیں بالکل تحصیلدار بھی اور پولیس والے بھی کیونکہ یہاں پر ایشو جو ہے نا پاکستان میں جو قبضہ مافیا ہے قبضہ گروپ ہے وہ پرابلم کریٹ کرتے ہیں جب وہ قبضہ کر دیتے ہیں تو پھر پولیس اور جو تحصیلدار ہیں وہ پاور نہیں کرتے وہ پیسے ان کو بھی مل جاتے ہیں یہ تھوڑا سا سسٹم جو پاکستان میں یہ ڈسٹرب ہو گیا ہاں باقی خود اگر جو ہے نا لٹیگینٹ جو پراپرٹی آنر ہے تھوڑا سا خود خیال رکھے تو پھر یہ پرابلم نہیں ہو سکتے وہ بیسکلی اس کو چاہیے کہ پراپرلی ایک ایگریمنٹ سائن کرے اور وہ بھی رینٹ کا جب آپ لیز ایگریمنٹ میں جائیں گے رینٹ ایگریمنٹ میں تو پھر کوئی آپ کی پراپرٹی پر قبضہ نہیں کر سکتا وہ تو پھر کورٹیں جو ہیں وہ قبضہ فوری لے کر دیتی ہیں جب ایشو آ جاتا ہے نا کو شیئر کا تو پھر پرابلم ہوتا ہے اور لوگ جو اس کو اپنے ریکارڈ کو پراپرلی مینٹین نہیں کرتے اب دیکھیں ایک بندہ انگلینڈ میں دو تین سال پراپرٹی خرید کے چلا جاتا ہے اس کے پیچھے کوئی لوک آفٹر نہیں کرتا دیکھ بھال نہیں کرتا تو یہاں پھر پھر ریونیو ڈپارٹمنٹ تھوڑے سے پرابلم بن جاتے ہیں لیکن مل جاتا ہے رائٹ لیکن اسٹرگل کرنی پڑتی ہے یہ نہیں کہ رائٹ بندے کا ملتا نہیں ہے اسٹرگل کرنی پڑتی ہے اس کے لیے اب یہ چیز ہے کہ یہاں پہ اگر کوئی فلیٹ کوئی خریدے تو یہاں بے شک دس سال چلا جائے جہاں بھی چلا جائے لیکن اس کو پتا ہوتا ہے کہ وہ اس کا فلیٹ اس کا فلیٹ ہے اس کو سب ہوتا ہے یہ پاکستان میں کیوں نہیں ایسے ہوتا سر پاکستان کا ایک تو دیکھیں نا جو سسٹم ہے وہی تو کہہ رہا ہوں کہ پولیس سسٹم ہمارا عدالتی سسٹم ہے وہ بڑا سلو ہے عدالتی سسٹم اسپیڈی نہیں ہے اور جو پولیس سسٹم ہے وہ کم پڑھے لکھے لوگ آتے ہیں ان کا مقصد ہوتا ہے پیسہ کمانا اور جو اوپر سی ایس ایس پی آفیسر آ جاتے ہیں پڑھے لکھے وہ نیچے انٹرسٹ نہیں رہتے ان کو وہ اپنے ہی عہدے کا ہوتا ہے جی کہ میں ہم ایک اور انجوائے کر رہا ہوں تو یہ ہے کہ کچھ نیگلیجنس ہوتی ہے کہ جو باہر بندے چلے جاتے ہیں وہ اپنی پراپرٹی کو پراپرلی لوک آفٹر نہیں کرتے اب میں آپ کو یہ تھوڑا سا سمجھا دیتا جیسے اب آپ دیکھیں نا انگلینڈ میں آپ نے کوئی بھی ایگریمنٹ کرنا ہو کوئی بھی ڈسکس کرتے ہو آپ اپنے ڈائر سے کنسلٹ کرتے ہیں اس کو پراپرلی فی کے پے کرتے ہیں یہاں پر جب آتے ہیں بندے تو کسی وکیل کے بغیر خود ہی کر کے چلے جاتے ہیں اور اس کے بعد کسی کو ہینڈ اوور کیا پھر لوک آفٹر نہیں کی 
तो ये थोड़ा सा प्रॉब्लम बन जाता है नेग्लीजेंस नहीं करेंगे ना नेग्लीजेंस देखें बेसिकली जो है वो नेग्लीजेंस आ जाती है हर बंदे के पास अच्छा तो आप बेसिकली ये कह रहे हैं कि जो आदमी पाकिस्तान एंड बेसिकली एनी बडी दैट कम्स फ्रॉम द यूके एंड वांट्स टू डील विद पाकिस्तान प्रॉपर्टी दे हैव टू गेट अ लॉयर फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल दे हैव टू हैव अ रिलेशनशिप विद अ लॉयर इज नॉट वो यूर सेंग जी बिल्कुल बिल्कुल उसको प्रॉपर्टी अपना लॉयर होना चाहिए और वो उसका कोई नुमाइंदा हो जो उसको केयर करे देखे देखे अब ये है कि इंग्लैंड में तो आप चले गए दस साल पंद्रह साल पंद्रह अगर कोई थोड़ा सा उसका ताला भी टूटेगा आप कंप्लेन करेंगे तो फौरी पूरा जो सिस्टम है इनका वो पूरा एक्टिव हो जाता है अच्छा भट्टी साहब आप ये बताएं यहाँ पर, पर ये सिस्टम नहीं है अच्छा भट्टी साहब आप ये बताएं कि क्योंकि यहाँ के जो अब सिर्फ मैं फर्स्ट जनरेशन की बात नहीं कर रहा जो उर्दू पंजाबी बोल लेते हैं जो सेकंड जनरेशन है आखिर उनके भी क्लेम्स हैं वहाँ पे तो कई दफ़ा उनको इंग्लिश नहीं आती अब वो एक एक तो सिंपल मैं क्वेश्चन आपसे पूछता हूँ कि यहाँ से कोई जाते से लेट से ही इज़ सेकेंड जनरेशन पाकिस्तानी ही इज़ यू नो इन थर्टीज उसके फादर ने कुछ How does he choose a lawyer first of all, and how does he choose a lawyer that is trustworthy? Because बात तो सर एक ये बात होती है कि they don't know how to trust anybody there. So how does he choose a lawyer that is trustworthy? Because people listen to that the lawyer you will pick will pay there. First, the fees will be so much. They will charge you so much. They will eat you so much. They will eat you so much. If you come from Britain, how do how does somebody from the UK go over there and? Trust a lawyer and pick a lawyer. How does he go about that process? What would you advise? Sir, sir, ये तो एक ना बिल्कुल आपकी बात अब position ये है ना system मैं कहता हूँ पाकिस्तान आप भी पाकिस्तानी हैं पाकिस्तानी system थोड़ा सा disturb है. Basically जिस तरह हमें चलना चाहिए था एक तो ये है कि हम आजाद लेट हुए हैं और उसके बाद ये थोड़े-थोड़े problem हमें जो है ना army ने काबू किए रखा हमारा जमुरियत नहीं अभी भी अभी भी जो है ना वो हम देखे जो अभी नई गवर्नमेंट आई है जो तब्दीली के नारे लगा रही थी उसने भी कुछ नहीं किया बात ये है कि इसमें थोड़ी सी भी नेगलिजेंस हमारे लिए प्रॉब्लम हम जो रह रहे हैं हमारे लिए प्रॉब्लम है बेसिकली मैं वकील हूँ तो मेरे लिए भी कोई प्रॉपर्टी का मसला बनेगा तो मेरे लिए भी थोड़ा सा प्रॉब्लम होगी मुझे भी वो मसला अब यही है कि यहाँ लोगों को थोड़ा सा जो है जिनको नहीं पाकिस्तानी सिस्टम का पता जैसे आप कह रहे हैं जी सेकंड जनरेशन है उनको नहीं पता वो बिगनर स्पीक उर्दू पंजाबी तो वो उनके लिए मसला है ये है कि उनके कुछ ना कुछ रिश्तेदार भी तो इधर हैं वो उनसे भी तो कंसल्ट कर सकते हैं कि हमारी ये प्रॉपर्टी है हम इसको किस तरीके से और फिर अब देखिए इस्लामाबाद में जो सीडीए के अंदर प्रॉपर्टी है उसमें कोई प्रॉब्लम नहीं है वो सीडीए की में जो सीडीए में प्रॉब्लम है उसमें कोई प्रॉब्लम प्रॉब्लम है जो बाहर रेवेन्यू डिपार्टमेंट के अंदर आती है ओके तो ये आप ओके पटजाब आप ये कह रहे हैं कि देर इज अ डिस्टिंक्शन अ चेंज बिटवीन मतलब इस्लामाबाद जो कैपिटल सिटी है और इस्लामाबाद के बाहर के बाहर जो प्रॉपर्टीज हैं देर इज अ डिफरेंस बिटवीन द टू ऑफ द मैं ये कह रहा हूँ इस्लामाबाद का एरिया समझ लेंगे देखिए ये जो जाती एरिया इस्लामाबाद में वहां पर होता है को शेयर वाला इशू प्रॉब्लम उस वक्त होता है जब को शेयर वाला इशू और उसको हम प्रॉपर्टी जो डिस्ट्रीब्यूट नहीं कराते हैं अच्छा मतलब क्या है जी सर ये एक खतरा है उस खतरे में जितने भी मालिक है वो को शेयर होंगे अच्छा उनको उनको चाहिए की जो अब देखिए इंग्लैंड में ही बन रहा है तो वो आए और उसको तकसीम करवा ले 
अगर वो उसको तकसीम किसी वोट नहीं करवाएगा रेवेन्यू रिकॉर्ड में तो फिर उसके लिए प्रॉब्लम है अगर वो तकसीम करा देता है तो वो रेवेन्यू डिपार्टमेंट जाएगा वो जाकर तकसीम करके उसको स्पेसिफिकली उसकी जो है ना डिमार्केशन कर देगा जी कि ये आपकी है वो कोई बंदा नहीं ले सकता वो रिकॉर्ड में आ जाएगी प्रॉब्लम उस वक्त होता है कि बंदे ने खरीदी चला गया विदाउट डिमार्केशन विदाउट डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन तो ये उनके लिए हर्टल बनती है सर ये प्रॉब्लम है इसके लिए ओके okay, अब फर्ज करो आ, मैं एक सिचुएशन आपको देता हूँ कि जैसे हमारे एक वो मैनचेस्टर में एक गेस्ट है उसको ये प्रॉब्लम हुआ था कि उसके फादर ने कुछ ज़मीन छोड़ी थी ज़मीन में आ, उस एरिया में उसके रिश्तेदार काफ़ी देर से रह रहे थे बीस सालों से उसको आप क्या एडवाइस करेंगे कि पहले स्टेप्स उसको क्या करने चाहिए कि वो यहाँ से उसको वो देखें अगर तो वो एग्रीकल्चर लैंड है तो उसको चाहिए देखे ना वो सर शहरी और देहाती जमीन में भी फर्क है एग्रीकल्चर लैंड है तो उसको चाहिए अच्छा प्लीज माइंड ना करें आप अगर ये टर्म्स आप थोड़े से जरा आहिस्ता एक्सप्लेन करें क्योंकि सिर्फ हमारे वो जैसे मैंने कहा कि सिर्फ फर्स्ट जनरेशन नहीं सुन रही हमारे सेकंड जनरेशन भी सुन रही है जो बेसिकली अब वो उनका अब शहरी और देहाती लैंड का बेसिकली आप कह रहे हैं रूरल और सिटी लैंड जो है उसकी आप कह रहे हैं जी जी Okay. उसमें यह है कि अगर उसकी उनकी अगर एग्रीकल्चर लैंड है तो जी उनको जी. चाहिए कि वो उसको प्रॉपरली तकसीम करा लें डिस्ट्रीब्यूट करवा लें और वो जब डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन हो जाती है वो फैमिली डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन होती है वो को शेयर जो को ओनर होते हैं अच्छा वो कौन डिस्ट्रीब्यूट तो करेगा आप फर्ज करो वो कौन कौन तहसीलदार 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 टू डिस्ट्रीब्यूट लैंड ओके वो स्पेसिफिक एरिया आपको दे देगा कि और उसमें वो अपने रेवेन्यू रिकॉर्ड में दर्ज कर देगा उसकी एंट्री रेवेन्यू रिकॉर्ड में कर देगा उसकी वो फिर डिमार्केशन भी कर देगा जी कि ये मैं गया मौके पर और ये मैंने डिमार्केशन कर दिया है ये इसकी डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन है ये एरिया इसका है उसको फिर कोई ना वो को और उसकी अटॉर्नी के थ्रू बेच सकता है ना उसको सेल कर सकता है जब तक जनरल पावर ऑफ अटॉर्नी ये किसी को नहीं भेजेंगे अच्छा कब्जा भी नहीं हो सकता अच्छा जनरल पर अब आपने एक वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट बात की है पावर ऑफ अटॉर्नी की तो पावर ऑफ अटॉर्नी इसके बारे में आप कुछ ज्यादा कोई डिटेल दे सकते हैं उसमें आप किसी को देंगे तो वो बेच देगा आपकी प्रति बेच सकता है या स्पेशल पावर ऑफ अर्निंग में नो बडी कैन सेल योर लैंड ओके वो वो सिर्फ लुक ऑफर कर सकता है okay. उसको सेल नहीं कर सकता कोई एग्रीमेंट नहीं कर सकता तो स्पेशल पावर ऑफ अर्निंग में आपका राइट जो है वो रिजर्व है वो सेफ है उसमें कोई आपके लिए प्रॉब्लम नहीं होगा अब हम ज्यादा मसाइल जब होते हैं जब हम किसी पर ट्रस्ट करते हैं uh-huh. और एक एक कंसेप्ट हमारे पाकिस्तान में जो है ना ये बड़ा गलत है मैं इसके बड़ा खिलाफ हूं कि यहां लोग समझते हैं कि कोई इंग्लैंड में चला गया है फ्रांस में चला गया यूरोप में अमेरिका में वो बड़ा अमीर हो गया है अच्छा वो लोगों का कुछ कुछ हाँ, जो लोग हैं उनका रवैया होता है कि जी कि ये अमीर है इसका कुछ काबू कर भी जाए तो हमारा हक है हम तो यहाँ मर रहे हैं भूखे मर रहे हैं ये इंटरेस्टिंग ये कॉन्सेप्ट क्यों है वैसे कोई इस पे आप कोई रोशनी डाल सकते हैं कि लोग ये क्यों समझते हैं कि यहाँ पे जब लोग आते हैं तो ये क्यों समझते हैं कि यहाँ पे तो माल जो है वो दरख्तों पर उग रहे 
It's like money is growing on the trees. People are working But, hard here. Uh, they're they're washing dishes. They're washing cars. They're working in a job nine to five. Sometimes they're doing night shift. Why do people have this concept? بالکل <laughs> <laughs> तो वो 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 ओनली फॉर लव एंड सेक्शन जो है ना वो एक जनरल पावर ऑफ अर्जी भेज देता है जिससे उस बेचारे के लिए मसाइल शुरू हो जाते हैं तो मेरे अभी जो दोस्त है वो वो एक दोस्त उनसे बात हुई थी जिन्होंने मुझे वो इंट्रोड्यूस कराया तो मैंने उनसे ना जब वो यहाँ आए थे तो मैंने उनका केस डिग्री खबरा तो जाते हुए मैंने उनको सिर्फ एक लफ्जी कहा था कि किसी को जनरल पावर ऑफ अर्जी जो है वो आपने इशू नहीं करनी अच्छा तो वो बड़ा हसी कहते ठीक है बेटी साहब मैं आपकी इस बात पर अमल करूंगा तो सर ये है कि तो थोड़ा सा ना खुद उधर भी एक्टिव होना पड़ेगा उन लोगों को अच्छा बेसिकली आप ये कह रहे हैं कि जनरल पावर अटॉर्नी कभी ना किसी को दें बिल्कुल जनरल पावर ऑफ अटॉर्नी जो है वो उनके लिए प्रॉब्लम क्रिएट करती है और दूसरा जब लैंड को ले खरीदे या उनकी लैंड अपनी है वो शेयरशिप में रहती है या वो परचेज करते हैं तो उसको डिमार्केट करवाएं उस पर थोड़ा सा खर्चा और कर दें उसकी डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन करवाएं और डिमार्केट करवाएं डिमार्केट का मतलब आपका क्या है कि वहां पे एक दीवार वो एक स्पेसिफिकली बाउंड्री कर देते हैं और वो एक नक्शा अपना बनाकर उसमें ना वो यहाँ पर वो वही आप कह देंगे जी की तो टिपिकल उर्दू लफज आप बोल रहे हैं हाँ जी तो वो फिर लोगों को जमाबंदी और ये चीजें वो नहीं समझ आएगी यस तो वो ये है कि वो तहसीलदार अपने वो मैं इसको सिंपल कह देता हूँ कि वो अपनी जो डायरी होती है रोज नाम चाह उसमें वो इंटर कर देते हैं उसका पूरा नक्शा जी इसको हमने डिमार्केट कर दिया तो फिर आपका फिर कुछ भी हो जाए जैसे प्रॉपर्टी तो लोगों की इंडिया जब पाकिस्तान आजाद हुआ तो इंडिया से चलकर यहाँ आ गई थी डॉक्यूमेंट्स तो डिस्टर्ब नहीं होते सर वो मिल जाते हैं अब वहां पर रहने वाला बंदा यहाँ पर अपनी प्रॉपर्टी की देखभाल नहीं कर सकता इसलिए उसको अपने राइट को जो है वो सेव करने के लिए उसकी डिमार्केशन और डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन जरूरी है अब सीडीए के रिकॉर्ड है सीडीए का रिकॉर्ड सिर्फ जो है वो इस्लामाबाद में वो एक प्रॉपरली उनका एक ऑफिस है उसमें एक उनका प्रोसीजर है तो यहाँ पर कुछ भी लोग किसी की प्रॉपर्टी सीडीए के अंदर जो घर है वो किसी का कोई कब्जा नहीं कर सकता अगर वो करेगा तो उसके खिलाफ एफ भी होगी और वो डिस्पोजेस भी होगा और उस बंदे को अपना हक मिलेगा जहां आप आ जाते हैं को ऑनर एक खसरे में आप जाते हैं रूरल एरिए में तो वहां पर थोड़ा सा प्रॉब्लम हो जाता है कि वहां पर वो इतना बड़ा खसरा होता है अब वो स्पेसिफिकली तो होता है लेकिन वो रिकॉर्ड में नहीं होता कि जी ये स्पेसिफिकली एरिया इसका है राइट तो फिर उसके लिए प्रॉब्लम उसके लिए होता है सर So, इसको अगर थोड़ा सा मैं समराइज करूं अगर फर्ज करो यहाँ से कोई वहाँ पे कोई लेट से कोई प्रॉपर्टी के साथ डील करना चाहते किसी के तरीके से बाइंग सेलिंग वर तो पहला काम उसको ये करना चाहिए कि उसको एक लॉयर के साथ रिलेशनशिप स्टार्ट करनी चाहिए और ही नीड्स टू कॉन्टैक्ट अ लॉयर सो ये ये अच्छा ठीक है तो अब अब ये बताएं कि 
ये आप कैसे उसको सजेस्ट करेंगे कि हाउ डज ही अप्रोच अ लॉयर फर्ज करो यहाँ से वो जाता है हु डज ही वो अपने रिश्तेदारों को पूछता है रजिस्टर या वो कोई रिकमेंडेशन है आप कैसे अगर उसका लॉयर पर ट्रस्ट नहीं है किसी के लिए अच्छे बुरे लोग तो हर डिपार्टमेंट में होते हैं उसका लॉयर पर ट्रस्ट नहीं है तो वो सिंपल सी उसके लिए बात है कि वो अपने डिप्टी कमिश्नर के पास चला जाए उसको कहेगी कि ये मेरी जमीन है तहसीलदार साहब को कहे कि ये मेरी डिस्ट्रीब्यूट करके निशानदेही कर दे मुझे डेप्यूटी कमिश्नर वो जो एरिया लेकिन वहां पढ़े लिखे भी नहीं होते लेकिन वो उनको जमीन का वो कोर्स करा देता है वो जमीन के पूरे सत्रह जात वो पूरी उनकी ना तो वो रिकॉर्ड कीपर होते हैं अच्छा जो होता है वो वो इंचार्ज होता है उनका अच्छा पटवारी का हमने सॉरी अब पटवारी का यहाँ पे हमने बड़ा सुना है कि उनको थोड़े से पैसे दो और वो चेंज भी कर देते हैं बाउंड्री वॉल्स और ये वो इज दिस वो सर वो इसलिए करते हैं कि जब आप जाती सीधे उनके पास हैं तो वो फिर आपको डिस्टर्ब कर देते हैं वो अपने पैसे कमाने के लिए उसको ना ये समझने के रिकॉर्ड में डिस्टर्बेंस कर देते हैं जो आपके लिए भी प्रॉब्लम होता है और दूसरों के लिए भी होता है अच्छा अगर आप डायरेक्ट डायरेक्ट डीसी के पास जाएंगे तो उसको बता होता है की मेरी नौकरी जाएगी रजिस्टर है वहां पे या कोई उसके नंबर पर रिश्तेदार ही बताएंगे जी कि फला वकील अच्छा है आप उसके पास जाएं okay. जो ऑनेस्टली काम करता है मेहनत करता है आप उसके पास जाएं ओके okay. तो वो जाएगा तो वो उनका प्रॉपरली गाइड भी करेगा उनको साथ भी जाएगा जाकर तहसीलदार को लाभ बताएगा कि इस लाभ के तहत आप इसकी प्रॉपर्टी है जो डिस्ट्रीब्यूट कर दें वो पूरी उसको असिस्टेंस देगा और उसका काम हो जाएगा और जल्दी हो जाएगा ओके वेल बड़ी साहब थैंक यू वेरी मच फॉर योर इन्फॉर्मेशन अभी तो और भी काफ़ी सवाल आएंगे लेकिन अभी तक एक इनशा एड ब्रेक होगा सो लिसनर्स थैंक यू यू बीन लिसनिंग टू रेडियो रमदान थ्री सिक्स फाइव ऑन वन फाइव थ्री ओ ए एम एंड वी विल बी रिपीटिंग दिस अनदर प्रोग्राम ऑफ दिस काइंड टमोरो फ्राम नून टू वन ओ क्लॉक थैंक यू